mic check. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the rare room. Tongues won't be bitten. Ain't no rules, just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. No. Any topic. Even the random. Yeah, I hope that you ready. We entering in the zone soon. We on a grown shit. Welcome to the rare room. room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. We keep it real, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it 2022, y'all. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Chris Derrick is out today, and we got a dope show for y'all. If you guys are grown, we'll jump on into the show. Today, we got my man in the building. Uh, is this the first time we met in person? Have we met? In this person? is the no. We met once in person, but it was like a drive-by. You were you were um, <laughs> we were at a party in a backyard. And I was like, "This hill your guest," but I was so shy. I was like, I'm, "I'm gonna have to circle and come back to him because you know you were this sort of mythic figure." That's hilarious. Um, because I've been listening to the rant room for years. It's like, and and I got to know you on Clubhouse, right, right. but like to see you in person is like this hill All right, I'm gonna I'll circle back around. Which I think to him. I've been on once or twice this. Year. Yeah, right, yeah. I go, it's been a long time. It's been a minute, yeah. And when I went back to look for you, you had dipped, so. Especially since I got this job, man. I ain't got no yeah. time, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so y'all hear his voice. Uh, writer, producer himself. Director, too, right? No director. Okay, I don't know why yeah. I thought director. All right, filmmaker. Uh, Craig Williams, you guys, came in from New York. I did, yes. Where you, where you live in New York? Uh, we live in Manhattan. We okay. live right in the middle of Times Square. Oh, damn. So, yeah, in the belly of the beast, the as we like to call it. it. Yes, yes, exactly. I need no black people in there. Look. We do, <laughs> yes. <laughs> they moved y'all out of Harlem. Yes. Put y'all in there. <laughs> yes, so we're gentrifying. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. Hilarious. Hilarious. So, welcome to the show, Craig. Thank, Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Like I Indeed. said, really, you know, this is uh, this is the place. I've been listening to you for a long time, yeah. and um, it was 428 episodes we've dropped. That's amazing. We've probably done about almost 450. Yeah. Yeah. I think but it's like four. I have a lot yeah. of bonus episodes I never counted. Okay. Got gotcha. you. Know what I mean? Yeah. Like, eh. Don't matter. It don't matter. That's just, yeah. That's just us shooting the shit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, Craig, tell everybody, you know, where you're from. Yeah. You know, how you got into the game. I know your voice is probably all hoarse and talking. And yeah, it is. I've been talking <clears throat> shit all week. Um, so, yeah, I got, I am a native New Yorker, born in Harlem Hospital. Okay. Um, I went to uh, Morehouse for, uh, for you know, my education, but, you know, Atlanta is still in the South. Right. So, I came back to New York and I have been a filmmaker going on over 20 years. Um, indie well, how filmmaker. Did, how did you know? Were you a kid? You know, like all of us, were we yeah. comic books and yeah. <clears throat> shit like that. Yeah, like, no, I was not that kid. Really, I was a tennis player. Okay. Um, I taught for a while. I taught in college. I played as a junior tennis player. I won tournaments and shit. And Arthur Ashe's cousin. That, and that was like it, it, right? Because if you were black, <laughs> you know, in the eighties, uh-huh. and you played tennis, you were Arthur Ashe, no matter what. That was our only reference. That's all we had. That's so all we had. There were some be, other black tennis yeah. players, but Arthur Ashe was mm-hmm. it. Um, and then moved out of that, and then I did a lot of traveling. Um. I went to work for a company that was a travel company, and it, we have perks. Mm-hmm. So perks were at that time, you know, we can we'll pay for your flight, we'll right. get you free hotel. So I saw the world everywhere that, I wanted to go. And, and see, that's really important. Um, I'm listening to 
I'm like, I listened, I think I've listened to almost 30 books this mm. year alone. Yeah. I'm a yeah. bookhead. I love that. And so, like, I just started yesterday on um, Ugod, Ugod from, uh, from uh, the Wu-Tang, and he's talking about how when him and him and the Wu used to travel the world, he would come back and realize none of his homeboys had ever been outside yes. of the borough. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Whatever. And I was yes. like, yeah, that's such a, a real thing. And it took me back to when I moved to L.A., I was doing this uh, musical. They would travel like an edu- educational theater. <clears throat> we'd travel around all the high schools and stuff and middle schools like in the hood hood. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Crips yeah. Crips and bloods and shit. In the yeah. And, and we would do these things and we were, we were, we were teaching them about the, um, the rainforest and like trying to, trying to let them see that throwing trash isn't a good thing, for right. example, or whatever, you know, same thing. And at the end, we would bring out this anaconda uh, skin that was like 30 feet long. Yeah. And we would sit all the kids on the side it's of it to see how long this thing is. Yeah. And then never forget, somehow I was talking about how they come from the water and the blah, 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 blah. And some kids said, are they in the ocean? And I was like, they could swim in the ocean if yeah. they needed to, but they are much more in, you know, lakes and rivers. Yeah, lakes, call yeah. Them right. Um, and I said, um, and I said, well, you know, when you go to the ocean, blah, 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 blah. And she looked at me like, ocean? Like kind of wow. weird, and I said we were we were in I don't know Whittier Compton somewhere down there. Yeah, and somebody and I said, how many of you guys been to the ocean, to the to the beach? Yeah, one person raised their hand. Wow, it must have been fifty, sixty people in there. Wow, they're like ten minutes away. Yeah. You know, That's but incredible. you stay in that, especially black folks are like, yes. oh, white people don't want us down there by the beach. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? It's yeah. a weird. No, it is a very <clears throat> weird dynamic. I knew, you know, kids who grew up, I grew up in the Bronx mm-hmm. and, um, you know, their mothers or parents had like these really strong, strong Southern accents. And right. so they, and so did they, but they had never left the Bronx. Wow. You know, so it was that. My mother really, you know, introduced us to the world. She introduced us to theater. She introduced mm-hmm. us to traveling. Mm-hmm. So when I got a chance, and she was a single working mom, mm-hmm. um, and but she just used her little coin, her little pennies to, mm-hmm. to, to show us experiences. So when I got able to do it for myself, that's what I wanted to do. Right. I wanted to see the world. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no trajectory. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of floating about. Um, and film didn't come to me until I was, you know, in my mid thirties. All right, this so last year, you were yeah, too. exactly, about a year and a half ago. So, um, so I've been doing it for twenty years. So that he wanted like, millennials. That's all. Yeah, he wanted- <laughs> yeah. So you know, if you do the math, I'm like forty ish. So uh, <laughs> I go, we'll take that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm leaving it there. You want to? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and then I met my wife. Okay. Um, we met on a film set. So I discovered film somewhere in there being in new york and just being out and about and i met some people who were you know you meet theater people you meet actors you meet all and this is the beginning of the digital age as well and so we started to meet people and and i had a friend who was producing was directing a short film Mm -hmm. and he said you're you know you're kind of cool just come audition for me and so i went out audition for this part and I was wrong for it, right. but when I left the room, he ran <clears> after <throat> me. He said, hey, um, you're wrong for that part, but I want to write something for you because I think you bring good energy. Nice. Right? So, and then on the other side of that, my wife, the woman who became my wife, um, she auditioned for it. And the part, the lead part was for a male, a man. Okay. And he liked her so much that he changed the part from a male to a female. Ooh. And so, that's how we ended up meeting 
and nothing happened on set. You know, we were busy working. I think I only worked one day. She was the star of the movie, so she worked four. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't see each other for another six months. Mm. And then I saw her walking down the street one day. I'm like, hey, we did that movie together. <laughs> and we went what's out. Your, what's your number is? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, I put on my Mac game. You know, I had, I had a lot of game back then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you've been married as long as you and I have, you yeah, can, right? I can't even yeah. imagine. I'll be rested in the mind. Oh, my God. I hate to even think about all what all these fools right. are going on. My son, I have an 18-year-old son. He wanted to sign up for Tinder. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> Should you be doing that? Are you old enough? He's right. like, yeah. And I, I kind of looked at his phone. I was like, oh, my God. Thank God I'm not swiping anything because that looks horrific. Couldn't I don't know how y'all doing it. Yeah. So um, um, that movie we got into ended up getting into Sundance. Okay. And then we went to Sundance. And <clears throat> um, we saw that people were making films on one film had been made on like a, 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 a digital camera and then something else had been um, edited on iMovie mm-hmm. and it was like, okay, something's happening here. Right. So we got married. We took our wedding money. We bought a camera because really? we decided we were going to go back to Sundance, not just as actors, but as filmmakers. I heard that. And, Did um, I hear that? That's yes. what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so um, we're like, okay. So we wrote a script and we started to, let's make a practice film um, just to see, yeah. right? And so she wrote something. I had a day job then, so she was going to write and direct it, and then I was going to produce it. Didn't know what I was doing, but I was going to do it. And then we, because I didn't know what I was doing, we hired somebody, and he's like, this story is going to (laughs) cost $30,000. I didn't know any better, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, fine. So between my wife and I, we had about 10, so okay, we have to raise some more. And then what we did, because (laughs) this is before email. No, this is not email. This is before uh, GoFundMe and Kickstarter and all that stuff. So I made up a fundraising letter and I used our wedding list. Wow. So people That's who smart. had yeah, okay. right? So people who had already given a shit. I was like, let's see if they're gonna give us a little bit more. Right, exactly. <laughs> and through the mail, y'all, that's when you put an envelope and you lick the stamp and it was very unsanitary. Kids don't know. Kids yeah, don't they don't know. know nothing about that. Um and through the mail we made we raised forty thousand dollars. That's so good. people just got really excited yeah. about supporting us. We had a vision. And I mm-hmm. said, you know, Roz and I want to do this. This is our passion. And I was really specific about this is what you're supporting. You're right. supporting artist dreams. And people just like flocked. Um, and people started calling us and saying, I heard you raise her mother, grandmother from Detroit called us and said, I heard y'all raising money for a movie. Why didn't you ask me? <laughs> like, well, you're like, grandma, we still got to submit the yeah, festival. right? <laughs> it's like, Grandma Louise, you know, you retired. You want to, you know. Right. She's like, boy, I could buy and sell you. <laughs> you know, it's that generation that has yeah. secret money. Yeah. So <laughs> Always got that building thing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we made our film, and that first film got into 25 film festivals. And okay. we spent somewhere between forty and sixty thousand dollars because I didn't know wow. any better. And this producer, I That's don't want to say, experience, yeah, though. yes, you got to because what? Just jumping really quick. Yeah. So we just we just interviewed Keith Powell, mm-hmm. who you know, and we were talking about this exact thing about you get on these projects, and he was talking about like even when he's directing, you know, for episodic television, right? Yes, <clears throat> you direct these shows and the DPs, and you know, this producer now. That's where the department is the most expensive. Yes. Because they want all the toys. Yes. They want that crane. They yes. want that dolly. They want that all those things that you were like, I wasn't even planning to do a shot. Exactly. They're like, well, just in case. Like, just in case. Bitch, no, just in case. Take yeah. it out of your 600 a day. Yeah, whatever. No, just in case with my money. No. <laughs> exactly. And so, and so this is what I was talking about is, is I'm actually glad, I'm probably sure you are too, that you ended up spending that money 
first time out. Yes. Getting the toys. Yes. Seeing what you need. Now you go, oh, okay. Now I know on the next one. Yes. I don't need that whatever. I don't need that thing. All I need is this, 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 and this. That's exactly I'm going to keep this shit a little more contained. We did too many locations last time. Yes. (laughs) All of that. We had eight locations in four days, which is terrible. But I didn't know. And the producer that I had hired didn't say, this is a bad idea. He was trying to get his coin. Yeah. Right? So the next film. So that did 25 film festivals. It was great. And the next one, we spent $5,000 and one location. And you know why? And this is the other thing we talked about. He said he made his first movie for about that much. Right. And then every movie since has been cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. Yes. And I said, and you know why? I said, why? He says, resources. Yes. You start to gain them, especially when you start getting in festivals. Yes. You start meeting other filmmakers. Exactly. You start going, oh, I like your DP. Hook yes. me up. Yes. Whatever. And then people are like, you know what? I like your movie. I'll work for you for this amount of price. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, so it, it becomes about building your tribe, yep. finding the people that you like. Right. Not just anybody's going to work for whatever price, because if you got to spend 12, 14 hours on a day with somebody, yeah. you know, you want to make sure that they're not going to get in your fucking nerves. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm petty. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> let me ask you, what, what was what was that? Do you remember what that movie was about? Just in uh, general, like a little. The which one? The first one. The first one's called Allergic. No, mm. the first one was called Driving Fish. It was about a, <laughs> uh, a black woman with daddy issues. So. <laughs> Did your wife star on that one too? Or no, what? she didn't. She just okay. wrote it and directed. Um, and so we had, um, I and she used what what really worked is because she was an actor in New York. She used a lot of people that she knew. Okay. So we had a lot of great New York actors, Broadway mm-hmm. actors. Isaiah Whitlock, who was on, mm-hmm. you know, uh, The Wire. She, mm-hmm. that guy, was a mm-hmm. friend of hers, mm-hmm. and we just knew a lot of Broadway people. And that was sort of the way we elevated our project by getting really good talent and that's something that we still do today so Mm -hmm. then our even second movie um um, which is called allergic to nuts our our lead was vanessa williams you know Mm -hmm. not miss america but you know rockabye baby vanessa because she was a friend of my wife vanessa l williams yeah okay that's complicated no she she didn't have a vanessa l williams is miss america Oh, I'm thinking, well, because I know one of the dark skin one. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. I so. thought it was, I know one of them has an L and one yes, of them doesn't. That's or Miss something. America, right? Okay. So it was, you know, not to get into yeah, okay. business, but it was, you know, there was problematic because when you join the union, you're not yep. supposed to be able to use somebody's name, but, yep. you know, over you could the, put You could put in an yeah. abbreviation or. So a, I call yeah. her my Vanessa was in the union first. That's <laughs> true. Um, and yeah. so when <clears throat> Vanessa L, Miss America came in, you know, it just kind of got all wonky and still to this day, it's yeah. very confusing um but she was in our second movie and yolanda ross was in our second movie who you know is in the shy and and a whole bunch of stuff so we met actors in new york who were on the come up that's important this is what these and this is what i tell filmmakers this is what these movies are for yes you're supposed to be getting that guy or girl uh who who you've seen on a tv show on a movie right and on theater who you know has been playing second fiddle and is ready to do their lead exactly. role. That's the person you go after. Exactly. And that's how the people, because that, that was my bread and butter too. So people are like, how do you get such and such in your movie? I'm like, because they were dying to do something. Yes. They were tired of playing the nice guy. Yes. The whatever, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. yeah. Or, you know, my, my wife did a lot of, you know, not a lot, but she did Law and Orders and mm-hmm. she did stuff <laughs> like that. And she was all the always the, he went that away uh, <laughs> character. So <laughs> I seen the officer, he went that away. <laughs> that <So>. away. <laughs> 
<laughs> so people, so we went to people who were tired yeah. of playing those parts and gave them real substantive roles to play. Yeah. And when you give somebody something that they haven't get a chance, haven't ever had a chance to play before, they're more willing Facts. to join your project. Right. And so you gotta, you know, I listen. Viola Davis is a friend <clears throat> of ours, mm-hmm. and you know, for 15 years, people have been coming to me. I got this short film. Do you <laughs> think I could get Viola Davis? <laughs> I was like, no. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no. So, like, even before she became Viola Davis, she was, like, the hardest working actor. But, you know, after was that movie with Denzel and Derek Luke, um, um, uh, Antoine Fisher's story, yes. where she, you know, played that little crack addict part, the kind mm-hmm. of thing that kind of elevated her. <laughs> you know, people were like, I got this movie about a crack, act- crack addict mom. <laughs> exactly. It's like, she's done that. Right. And she's done with that. Yep. So what else you got? Yeah. See, my my producing partner, Pamela, is a big casting director. So people always ask me, like, how is it that we have, like, 12 projects together? How are we able to do all those projects? And I was like, well, the best partner to you is somebody who has something you don't have. Yes. And me coming from a serious, hardcore writing and acting point of view is different than her coming from Alvin Ailey and being this big casting director and being an executive. Yes. So she sees things from a different point of view. Like when I started this job with Ben, she was like, you're going to learn so much stuff about being an executive yeah. <laughs> that yeah. you already know as a producer, but you're going to have to think differently as, a, as an executive. So for example, just piggyback, piggyback from, piggybacking off what you're talking about, we would be talking about somebody that would be great in a role. And I'd be like, here's why. This perfect, perfect. She'd be like, they ain't going to do it. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, they just did that. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Or we need to show that they could do this. Right. We got to totally change the whole, um, they're tired of being nice. Yes. They want to do something a little yes. bit more darker. I, I'll never forget. I know I'm jumping. Forgive me. No, it's good. Um, my friend, uh, another producer friend of mine, we used to go to <clears throat> different events and I was telling about how I, how I got one of my big uh, uh, writing assignments <clears throat> was I was on a panel with a writer uh, my first film that I sold was this horror movie. And so it got me on all these horror panels. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and one of the guys was a big writer, and he was saying how he sold his first thing is he was at a party, he met some producer, and they started talking about passion projects. And the guy was like, oh, well, here's my passion project, but it'll never be written. Yeah. And he was like, what if I tell you I did it for free? Mm. And But there was a caveat. He was like, I need access to you. If I call you, you got to call me back. Yes. You know, it had all these different things. And what yeah, happened yeah. was that producer started inviting him over like, hey, let's work on that thing. Oh, my wife's cooking dinner. Come hang out. Right. Oh, we're going to the image. You want to go? It started becoming this thing. Yes. So when that movie got produced, he was part of the clan. He was yeah. part of the set. He was involved, Right. Similar thing happened to me. Yeah. Only thing happened was that movie didn't get sold. Right. But it put me in his wheelhouse of this producer who I did it with. And I started getting other assignments because of him. So I would say, dude, you can't tell anybody that I'm doing this for free. Right. Right. Yes. And you have to, and I need to be able to walk around saying I'm working with you as if you're paying me. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So that that could get the word. And that's what happened. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So I was able to use that. He's using my time and talent. Right. So I'm using his talent and face and all that other stuff like that for right. what I need. You right, know right, I mean? right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And one of the things, you know, you, you, your producing partner, you know, you just figuring out your strengths, that's kind of what my wife and I did. So early on, we def- we defined our our roles. 
So I would be the producer and the writer, <clears throat> and she would be the director. Right. And once we sort of did that, then we knew it, that was her strength. So it was talent, it was getting actors to come on board, right. and mine was organizing, and then also like, what what are we doing from the beginning? So writing. So I started to write, mm-hmm. and we did just a whole bunch of terrible movies. I mean, they're terrible short films, <laughs> awful. Bad lighting, because we were learning. It was right. our film school. Yeah. Um, so bad lighting, bad sound, and then I was editing, so I'm looking at how terrible this is. Mm-hmm. Um, bad actors, I mean, everything was terrible, but I'm learning. I'm learning what my writing looks like. I'm learning learning the mistakes that I'm making so that the next time I'm going to make new mistakes. And you do that. Um, you make new mistakes with hiring people. You make new mistakes with putting crews together. You make new this mistakes. This is when you can make mistakes. Exactly. It's on your dime. Yes. And and there's there's not a lot of, um, um, what's the word I always say? Uh, uh, the, the pressure yes. isn't the same. Yes. Because. Even though it does feel like a oh, lot yeah. of pressure. Oh, yeah. Right? But I try and tell younger filmmakers, it's like, I'm telling you, right now is the best time. Embrace Mm -hmm. the freedom that you have to tell your own story and find your own voice. Right Right now, it's nobody's telling you yes or no. You are yesing yourself. Just whatever you want, and you're going to find your voice, and you're going to find the thing that you're really attracted to, and you're going to learn how you did it and what you did. But if you're waiting for like the right moment, if you're holding on to that script for eight years, Mm -hmm. and I've met those people. Oh yeah, we uh, all. It's like it's like stop. What? (laughs) I'm I'm, I've been writing this film for eight years. I'm almost finished. I was like, okay, stop. Yeah. See, that's a person who has a fear. Not I don't want to say a fear of succeeding. But you have a fear of failing. Yes. So that yes. keeps you yes. from finishing. Yes. And 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 matter of fact, I literally was talking about three weeks ago with a friend of mine who has this this book that I want him to write, and he's been like doing this little. It's a fucking amazing premise, and I'm like, why haven't you finished? And he always has an excuse for why he hasn't finished his thing. Yeah. So I told him this. I said, you know what you need to do? He said, well, I said, put it down. Mm. He's like, but I have to. I said. You taking way too long on this project. It's not passionate anymore. No. Now exactly. it's a. Now it's a. Uh, what's you know what I'm saying? What's the word I'm looking for? It's a hindrance. It's yeah. like a. It's like something you're like, oh god, I got to yeah. do this. Yeah. Yeah. You write excitingly and you write fast when yes. you're passionate. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. You write accurately too. Yes. Because you're not trying to filter yourself. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're not. You're not judging the outcome. Correct. <clears throat> I said you're too worried about what it's supposed to look like in the end. Yes. Instead of getting, you know, but you and I both know, you get to fade out. Yes. And I told him, you get to fade out in your book, you get to the end, there's something about getting to the end. You know you still got to do your rewrite. You yes. know you still got to polish. You know yeah. you, but there's something about just getting there that like, for, for example, like a lot of people know I've never drank, smoked, or did drugs in my life. Every time I finish a script, and I've written almost 50 of them, mm-hmm. I will literally go, I should have a glass of wine. It's the it's that feeling you yes, get. You yes, feel me? Absolutely. That don't mean I nearly want yeah. a glass of wine. It's it's to treat yourself to something. Yes. Right? Absolutely. I end up getting a hot chocolate or something. Okay. <laughs> but, but it's the point is yeah. that I'm saying. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. You know, I so funny. <clears throat> I was also one of those people in my entire life have never smoked, drank, mm-hmm. or done drugs. I got the videotape. I seen you uh, all yeah, out there. Yeah, there's receipts. Hanging out on the ass. Uh, yeah. We got to our... <laughs> my brother man, brother man, brother man. 
<laughs> we got to our well, my wife and I celebrated our 20th anniversary last November, mm. and you know it was still COVID, so we couldn't <clears throat> really do what we wanted to do. But we had a little party, a little celebration. Yeah. She said, "You're having a drink." She said that. Oh, wow. yes, because mm. you I don't know, but you're just loosen up. You need to have a drink. <laughs> so I had a drink. I had some horrible thing. I didn't. I don't have the taste for it. Right. I don't. It yeah, see, I don't even yeah. like the smell of it. I, I don't can't, like it. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah. get it. I don't know why people don't like either. it. I don't understand. So. Um, yeah. So. But I feel the same way about cigarettes and weed. All you, of it. I, I don't get it. All of it. I just don't. <laughs> and um, I also, you know, just, it's probably like family shit and all that kind of stuff. Oh, I know exactly where it. it comes from. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Here's, I'll tell you, because everybody knows I'm pretty open. Yeah. So, I remember being, so my sisters are like, I think, four and five, six years older than yeah. me. Yeah. <clears throat> and they always had, I remember as we got older, they started having boyfriends. But it always that the boyfriend cheated mm-hmm. because they were drunk, high, yes. something. Like, I remember that being yeah. 7, 10, whatever yeah. the fuck. And so, in my head, it was a negative thing. And yes. then, coming out of the 70s, and I grew up in the neighborhood where Dangerous Minds took place. So, right. I saw drug addicts and stuff and heroin addicts my yeah. entire life. So, I tied it into a negative thing. Yes. You know? Yeah. And so... Um, even as I got older and I would like, you know, I got into the gang when I was a little bit and all my homeboys would be smoking weed or having the forties and I would just be sitting there yes. and they would hand it to me and I'd pass the duchy right on That's to the next right. motherfucker. Yes, and people exactly. be like, you didn't have to smoke. And like, what gang member is going to make you smoke? Like, yeah. nigga, you better smoke that. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of, it's not even like that. Yeah. I was that kid too. <laughs> just like being at parties and everybody's like getting lit and getting drunk. And then the next morning it's like, what do we do? It's like, I fucking remember. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what you was doing. Everything. <laughs> so uh. <laughs> exactly, and and there's also I'm probably a bit of a control freak too, which Absolutely. I'm sure you are. Absolutely, yes. So I'll accept that, but I guess I don't understand, and it's just me. Yeah. Why you would want to not be in your straight state of mind? Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. That's, maybe that's just me. It is the control free thing, but you know, the excuse that I came with it was I want to see life at its own speed. Mm, I like that. That's and, a t shirt. Yeah, okay. right. Yeah. And, and and it's bullshit, right. but it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> but I go so far as because I've had I've had a couple issues, like I've had testicular cancer, mm-hmm. um, I had open heart surgery, um, and stuff like that. So every time I ever had to go to the doctor and be there like overnight or when they got to give you morphine. I'm yeah. like, give me anything. But, and everybody's like, ooh, dude, just get morphine. I'm like, why would you want to have that high? Wow, yeah. I can't stand it. I'm just, yeah. you're all weird and you yeah. can't even think straight. I, there's no way. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm too too much. Too I much. hear you. Yes. I'm right with you. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's why we call the rant room. See? Exactly. Because we went off on. <laughs> We'd we be went, going off yeah, on some we shit. Went, yeah. But we give people a chance to get to know us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Um, so, you're in New York. Yes. You guys are making films. So, how many of them have you guys made so far? Though? Somewhere between 50 and 100. We lost count. Are you count. fucking kidding me? I kid that shit you Are not. you fucking kidding I me? I have a, a a drawer of mini DV tapes. Are you serious? That probably 50 deep. And then, Holy once shit. we left mini DV, I have all these hard drives because then we were shooting on SD cards. Right. So <laughs> like, I have probably 50 hard drives in my wow. home um, with just project after project after project after project. Huh. And it was a thing. So people started coming to us. It's mm-hmm. like, you made this. Can you help us? That's, that's how I so started. So we were yeah. producing for people. We were making things for people. We were saying yes to people. We should not have said yes to, but they Done showed it. up with a check. Done it. 
right? Yep. And, you know, after a while, I was like, okay, no more. No more bad movies. <laughs> no more bad actors. No more bad premises. Right. Um, but I learned, right? And I learned how to write. And I learned right. how to produce. And I learned how to put things together. Right. And I learned who I didn't want to work with. And it was my film school. Mm-hmm. And I got other people to pay for it for yep. 20 years. Yep. So now at this point, you know, I am I'm mostly writing for myself. Um, I will do a project for hire. I do a lot of producing in New York. I do um, commercials. So I've spent the last couple of years doing vaccination commercials for the city (laughs) Um, um, uh, with the new vaccines coming out and and getting actors for to do commercial spots and getting real people to do commercial spots. So I produce all those. That's kind of my bread and butter in New York. You're still doing you're still in the industry. All that. All that work, all that time led me to the place where I can say, this is what it costs to hire me. And, you know, either if you can't afford it, then somebody else will. Yeah, for sure. Um, So you standing in my power with, you know, yeah, it doesn't take me long to put together a crew, but it took me 20 years to gather the roster, to to learn the people, to have the relationships Mm -hmm. so that I can crew up. It's like, we got to shoot in three days. I got got you. Yep. and, And that's the key. I always tell people, you have to discover yourself. <clears throat> this is why. It's just me. I'm not somebody who has the most respect for somebody. Oh, I'm just a writer. I'm just an actor and whatever. I'm like, you got to be a hyphenate today. You do. In, in, in some way. And it's only because if you're not, you're forcing yourself to wait for Hollywood to do what they need to do for you. Yeah. Instead of being in control of making a short uh, proof of concept, something, something. to show video, Something to show that you, that they need you. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You need to do something. And that's why I'm like, and then you got to be careful. Now, you chose to go a different route. So this doesn't necessarily mean for you. Let's just be clear. Yeah. I usually tell writers, try not to do more than seven or eight of of short films. Yes. You need to be progressing. Yeah. You know, now you need to be shooting. Fuck it. I'm going to do a pilot. Yes. You know, it could be a half hour, 20 minutes, whatever the fuck. Now I'm going to do a nice, strong ass proof of concept to prove that I can do whatever. Just be progressive. Now I'm going to do a documentary or show. We don't mean something to show your growth. Yes. Because if you don't, you're going to be known as the short yes. guy, girl, whatever. Yes. You know what I mean? Short filmmaker. I totally You really agree. will. Yeah. yeah. Now that doesn't mean you can't come back and have some great idea to do. I'm not yeah. telling you not to do it if you don't have an amazing idea. Yeah. <clears throat> but if you want to go forward. Yes. You know, because I think that's I think I did about seven or eight, maybe nine of them. And then, boom, I was like, okay, I'm done with these shorts. I need to be doing some other shit. Yes. And so then it was like, let's do a proof of concept. Oh, let's do let's shoot that pilot. Right. Oh, let's shoot that doc. Oh, let's shoot that whatever. And then it started happening. Oh, we got a million dollars. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, we got 500. You know what I mean? Yes. And it started because I was progressing right. in my head. So the, the, the project started. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I say today all the time, I'm like, I'm not afraid to do anything. Yeah. Because of that indie background. Yes. Where yes. you had to be so creative and fast and and um and, and thinking on your feet yeah. and adjusting and pivoting. You know what I mean? Yes. Because you, you can't always block off the street with the budget you have. That's right. You know what I mean? You can't always you don't have, you know, uh, uh, you don't three, have Viola Davis money. Three, four ton yes, trucks outside. Exactly, you might have yes. one, three ton. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so you might not have trailers. You might have one little RV. Right, right. You know what I mean? So it's like a lot of little yeah. things that you have to pivot on. And I always say the only thing that separates what you and I were doing is budget, mm-hmm. the money that they had, mm-hmm. the crew size, and to me, turnaround. 
Yeah. It takes us a little bit longer to finish, you know, post and all that shit, just because even if we have, let's say, another 10, 20 grand on post, it's still, you're still dealing with people's time. Right. For most people usually getting 10, 20 grand to do their posts, right. whatever their positions are. But if you're just giving them three or four or five yeah. to do, you know, to edit or do whatever the hell, it's going to be on their time. It, they're so, not, you're not their priority. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why it's your advantage. You're like, well, fuck it. I better learn how to edit. That's what I did. Because that's where it's going to count. Yes. You know what I mean? So I, I, you did a lot of good things. Though. Yeah, I did. And, you know, I, I don't really believe in mistakes. I'm here because of the journey that I took. And but I do recognize if I had to say this is a mistake, it's like I stay. I made too many shorts, right? And it and it was it was because it was lucrative. I was mm-hmm. actually making a living at right. it as a producer for hire, as a screenwriter for hire. Right. I, we were raising a kid, and we were artists, and so our you know our money was funny, and then our <laughs> money was great, and then our money was funny, and then it was great. <laughs> Been there, right? So it was yeah. it was like I can't turn nothing down but my collar, as right. they used to say, but. Um, I didn't have the courage to say, let's make the big thing. Let's chunk out the time. Mm-hmm. Let's raise the money. It was always what's in front of me, what's in front of me, what's mm-hmm. in front of me. And that was survival. Right. And, you know, just kind of being a kid at this point, I, there's nothing else I could do. Mm-hmm. Right. I've made my decision about who I am and what I'm doing. Right. Then I got to be in it or else what am I going to do? But I bet I bet you don't. You just said you don't have any regrets. And I like that. I bet you also don't like. I didn't get my big, big, big break until I was 47. Yes. That doesn't mean I wasn't in the writer's guild. That's and right. And that's what I'm always trying to tell people. There's yeah. so many things you can do. And the majority of writers, like I just interviewed my friend, Gary Goldstein. Gary <clears throat> from almost, Clubhouse. Yes. Yeah, almost <laughs> every year, Gary has a movie on Lifetime or Hallmark or something. Yeah. Almost every year. Yeah. And I've known him for maybe 12 years. And I'd say at least every year. And sometimes two. Right. I was, we were talking about this and I was like, there's so many people who are like you, who nobody knows their name, but you guys all make half a million dollars a year. Yes. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? Yeah. Doing with just on residuals and all that shit. Every year, those Christmas movies do well. Yes. They guarantee to air them four, five, six times. Right. Yes. Those are big residuals. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so just that alone, right, is a good living. Yeah. Imagine that. Most of us still want more. Right. Most of us are trying to be, you know, Craig and John and, you know what I mean? All right. those people like that. Exactly. But we forget the majority of people are guys and girls who are out there who we don't even know, who are doing assignments, who are, you know, ghostwriting, who are doing all these other things, which right. I've done every single one of them. Yes. And making a good living, but you don't know who they are. Exactly. You know, exactly. When, whenever people come here, they think, oh, you're on the lot. You must... You know, you must have a deal. I'm like, no, bitch, this is me me investing in myself. Yes. You yes. know, having this place. Absolutely. And I don't mean to turn it all to me. Yeah, no, no. But you got <clears throat> you got to think that way because everybody's looking for the big shiny penny mm-hmm. and the big hit. And everybody's right. looking for their Wakanda. And I got this script. <laughs> right. Right? I got the script. It's, right. it's not. Yeah. Right. And that's the hard part. It's like every little bit that you do moves you a little step closer. But how are you positioning yourself so that you can have a career, not a moment? Right. So that if you're writing stuff and you're writing badly and you're, you know, right now we took our wedding money and we bought, you know, a camera. It was $2,000, right? And that was 20 years ago. Right now <laughs> in your pocket, you have the most powerful filmmaking tool Thanks. we have ever, ever yeah. had. Right. 
And a couple little ad- yeah, adaptations yeah, to it. Yeah, you can plug in a microphone. <laughs> right. You can get some adapters. Right. All little things that you can add. But here you are thinking, I need to rent a Red or yep. an Ari Alexa or blah, 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 this with the, this yep. camera, with this lens. I get it. Yep. But what do you want to do? Yeah. What is your goal? And so if you are clear about your goal, which is what I started to get clear within the last four or five years, because mm-hmm. I'm like you. It was like I was in my early whatevers. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, all right. So here's the truth. Um, it was probably um, five or six years ago. I was in a, a pitching workshop that I took with the showrunner back mm-hmm. in New York. So we were in person. And she went around the room and she said, tell me what your big fear is about being a writer. Mm. And I was like, oh. So I don't even remember what I said, right? Because it was bullshit what I said. But the guy next to me, like this middle-aged white guy, he Mm -hmm. said, I feel like I'm too old to do this. Mm. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. It's like, that's it. Mm. I'm walking around fearful that people are going to just see like this middle-aged black guy. Interesting. And See, I'll, I'll say I'm 52 yeah. in a meeting in three minutes. Right, yeah. So, I'm, <laughs> yeah. yeah cause first of all, you look amazing. Look, it's killing right? my vampire. Like Don't kid, tell nobody. Right? I was biting some yeah. necks last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this dude is caught. Drinking that V. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then, so when he said that, I was like, okay, whatever bullshit I just said, mm-hmm. that's it. I feel like I'm mm-hmm. too old. And these two, they were two women, right? And one of them was. Uh, co-showrunner of this new show called P-Valley that oh, she yeah. was working on mm-hmm. and the other woman was a writer on the show and they were doing this pitching seminar thing working and she just <laughs> looked at me and she just said you're not too old mm. and that was all I needed to hear mm. and since then that's when I got the right manager when I started writing the thing Are that only Rashidi I could write with? Uh, I'm with Rashidi right oh, now yeah, yeah, me right. Too. so uh, actually that manager I had an agent and then imagine it was terrible but we can talk about that um, but also <laughs> yeah right it is a whole other thing um, but I got another manager which I felt was right because I got specific I was like, okay this is who I am this is what I write I wrote this pilot the thing only that I could write and it's the thing that opened up all these doors for me it got me into the Warner Media TV writers program it got won fellowships I won contests yeah. And all because somebody just said to me, you're not too old to do this. I love that. See, see, so many people need to hear this right now because we all get in our way about different th- – we all have our issues about things that happened to us in our past. Like you were joking about, you know, that I'd stay in shape and stuff, right? It's true. But you see, I got my junk food here. You do. There's so much shit on this table. (laughs) (laughs) But it's about how much and and also about taking care of you. Like since I've been to this job for the last seven months, I've been going to the gym like once or twice a week. Mm -hmm. But so now I really got to watch how I eat it, right? Luckily, I'm the type of person I can make a sandwich every day. Right. And yes. have that every single day. Yeah. <laughs> Most people are like, oh, I got to go to McDonald's. I got to have this. I got to yeah. have it. Same thing. Yeah. Right? So the amount of calories I'm eating isn't changing. Gotcha. So I might have gained a, a pound. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just because I know how to take care of myself. Anyway, so where I'm going with all this is so many people choose to let the thing in their past get in their way. Yes. So for me, I know I'm naturally insecure. Right? We all have that. I was an actor. Of course, I'm insecure. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, what I found is the negative part about being insecure, right? Meaning, 
making you feel like you need to always, you know, be in shape and, you know, all your friends look a certain way and et cetera, et cetera, is one side of it. So what I've done is turn it around. So the positive side for me, what keeps me in shape at 52 is because I'm insecure, it makes me want to go to the gym, sit, you know, in the middle of the day, do my push-ups, do my abs, whatever it is, just so I maintain my body. Yes. Because I'm insecure, right? So that negative side of knowing I'm insecure makes me use it as a positive. Yes. Right? Yes. Instead of just be sitting there going, oh, I'm so insecure. Oh, I don't like how I look. Yeah. Instead, I go, well, fuck that. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere without doing some push-ups in right. a day. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, we go on yeah. vacation. I'm like, baby, is there a, is there a, is there a gym? Because you know I ain't going if there ain't no gym. <laughs> like, that's yeah. what's your lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would also even, because, you know, as writers, I think, you know, we, we you know, the, the insecurity lives in our head about what we're writing, about what we're creating. Of course. And, and the way that I combat that is by writing more, right. not by writing less. Right. Right, because I'm going to craft my way out of my insecurity. Yeah, yeah. And and I think you know I you know you run into writers or young writers or or even um, whatever kind of writer, and um, they're like, oh, I'm stuck, or I feel like um, I can't, you know, or, I've been working on this thing and it's not, you know, I haven't been able, to, I've, I've missed it or something, deadlines, and I can't, I'm stuck. I was like, what are you writing? When are you writing? What's your habit? Well, I've kind of been, you know, just thinking about it for a few days to just sit. Okay, it's not called the thinking GA. It's called the writers. (laughs) So, um, so sit down, right? Get a timer. 15 minutes. That's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah. That's it. And even if you write, I hate writing. This is the worst (laughs) shit I've ever done. Yeah. But write it in the document, whether you're doing an outline or just write it in the document that you're working on. You trick your brain. You, you got to trick your brain yeah. into moving your fingers. Yeah. And that will free you. And then if 15 minutes, the timer goes off and you can't write another fucking word, it's okay. Yep. But you get up tomorrow morning and you set that timer. Yep. You have to habit yourself yep. into writing. It's not magic. It's work. Yeah. It's not inspiration. <laughs> it's work, y'all. We're working. Exactly. This shit is hard. Here's the, Here's the interesting thing. I don't know how you relate to this. So when I started writing in 2000, 2001, what happened was, so, you know, you and I grew up in the 70s and 80s, right? Yes. So back in the day, everybody in the hood was rhyming and doing spoken word. Yes. Like, because I was doing spoken word, I didn't even know what it was. Yeah. I just was writing these stories with metaphors and, you know, all the shit, you know, the bars be like, blah, 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 blah. All that shit didn't even realize, but they were always in a story. And so when I started writing screenplays, I had a wall mm. up going, how am I going to write? Because when I wrote those poems, I wrote them when I wasn't feeling well. Mm. I wrote them when I was upset. Yeah. I wrote them when I broke up with somebody. Yeah. I broke up, you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. was always in that state yeah. of sadness or whatever the fuck it was. Right. And so, but that was my expression. Right? Yeah, yeah. So when I started writing, I was like, how am I supposed to write a script when I'm not sad? Yeah. Passion. Yes. I had to make sure I found that. Yes. So that's what I'm always telling writers. Yeah. How do you, how is it that I'm able to write a freaking feature screenplay in a week or two? Because of passion. Yes. Right? Yeah. How am I able to do a fucking pilot in a couple of days? Yeah. Because of passion. Yeah. 
right? When you have that thing that you're passionate about, you think about it constantly. Absolutely. It's on your brain. You know the story. Yes. All you have to do is execute it. Yes. Right? So even if you write that shit fast, like I said earlier, you're still going to spend time yeah. polishing and cleaning. I just want to get through it so that my brain goes, ooh, you need a glass of wine. Yeah. Right? Right. And when you get past that, now you're like, okay, let me take a day. Right. I'm going to get away from this. And then when I come back, I'm going to read it with fresh eyes and go through it with a red pen. And then I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, there's something there. Yeah. Need to change this. Maybe I'll come in here. You know what I mean? Then you start playing. And that's that's right. the fun part to yeah. me. Yeah. I just got to get it out. Yes. yes. You know what I mean? That's the thing that I'm always trying to tell writers. You got to learn to get to your fade out, your end, or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. When you do, you will write. Be able to write more because now you're excited. You wrote fade out, right? You know exactly. What? Yeah, but and and you know, and I think that that's an important step. But I also, I also can hear, I can hear writers thinking it's like, well, can I? Do I have to write it in a week? No, no. You gotta because you gotta fit it into your yeah. life. And so this is twenty gotta, years of writing. Yeah, exa- <laughs> exactly. Right. So it's twenty years of you right. being able to write something in a week. Right. So if you're starting now, if you're whatever part of your journey is, it's got to fit into your life and you got to let go of the expectation that there's a right way to do this. There's absolutely not a right way to do this. And you got to find what works for you. So if you got kids, you got a day job, you got you got a pet, whatever your life is, or if it's you sitting alone in your apartment. Right. What works for your life? What will how do you carve out the time where you pay attention to yourself? Well, just piggybacking off of that. There's 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 two reasons why I learned to write so fast. Mm-hmm. One was because when I was in the Cosby Fellowship years ago, mm-hmm. um, David Wyatt, who passed away, was our instructor, and he would always test me and be like, "Hill, uh, your outlines due today's Monday. I need it by Wednesday." Yes. You know. Yes. Oh, your scripts due today's Wednesday. I need it by Monday. Like he would just do shit. Yeah. I was the only person he did it to in the entire class. Wow. But he told me after I knew you were special. I knew there was something. Wow. Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> what I'm saying. So that was one reason. But once I did, I was like, wow, I fucking got through this thing in two days or yes. three days. Right. So then I started testing myself. Yes. And I started going because I know all my friends who are on shows are like, dude, I had to write that thing so fast. I was supposed to have, you know, a week to write it. And then something got turned around with 106 and messed up 107. Mm -hmm. So I had to write it in three days. So I was always in my head going, shit. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be the one going, I don't know how to write a script. And this. so I was started testing myself. All right, Hill, you got a week to do this. All right, you got four days to do this. And I would just keep doing it. Yeah. And now my brain just thinks like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that doesn't mean I do everything like trying to zip right. through it all fast like that. I just taught myself that. The other the other part of that was, what was it? Something I was going to say. Um, it had something to do with the other reason why I do it is because it, 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 I'm sure it'll come to me. Keep yeah, going, yeah. Me. So it and and I and I got that sort of. So when I was in the the Warner Media Fellowship, mm-hmm. that happened to me, right? So I was working on an outline and right. um, um, I sent the outline in. It's during the fellowship, you have to write it. You're writing a pilot, right? And so I wrote my outline, and then the executive was like, "Well, we think you need to rework this outline, so resubmit it." Right? right. So we had like two weeks to resubmit the outline. So um, I I had a mentor. Every every writer's assigned a mentor, writing mentor, in the program, and so I sent it to him. Our draft, our outline is due on Wednesday, and Monday I sent it to him. I was like, "What do you think? Do you think this is the right track?" He was like, "Yeah, it looks really good." What's your draft like? 
was like, excuse me, what? It's like, no, you know, in the notes you sent me, you told me to revisit the outline. Right. It's like, yeah, but if you look at the syllabus, um, your first draft is due today. Mm. No, your first draft is due Oh, Wednesday. you missed it. Yeah. You didn't read it straight. No. they. Oh, you thought notes, you were still on the outline. Yes, because they yes, told me to revisit hilarious. the outline. And so I spent that two or three weeks, however it was, working on the outline. Because, you know, I wanted to get it right. I wanted That's to be hilarious. good. You know, I didn't want any more notes. Right. But also, the first draft was due on Wednesday at wow. 11 a.m. And here it is Monday. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, okay, don't panic. It's my fault. I wasn't clear. Right. Um, I'll get you an extension. How much time do you need? I was like, fuck you. I'm handing it in on Wednesday at 11 a.m. Good for you. And I did it. Yeah. The half-hour pilot, mm-hmm. 30 pages in two days. Okay. So I know that that's in me. I don't like doing it. <laughs> hey, it's not it's not fun. Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah. You know, because I didn't sleep. But, yeah. you know, I was also reaching out to other TV writers. And they were saying exactly the same thing you said, which is that's how TV works. It's true. That's it's true. it. Now, you might very well get on a show and have your full seven, eight days or whatever to yeah, write it. Yeah, But more than likely... You're going to get on a show and shit is going to change. Yes. You know, they're going to be in a crunch and they're going to be going, oh shit, the studio came back with notes on 103. That means everything from 105 and 106 to 107 has been fucked up. Wow. So we got to go back to the drawing board. So your episode, we got to start from scratch. I need it tomorrow. Like shit just fucking happens. It does. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, 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 And you being at a place where you could teach yourself to... To think like that, it doesn't mean you're still not going to be rewritten or any oh, of that. Oh, yeah, no. All yeah. that is still over there. Yes. That is not the part you need to be worried about. Right. Your part is turning in a dope-ass script. And I was not missing outline, that deadline, period. Or outline a script, you know, a story area, whatever the fuck it is, you need to turn that motherfucker in so that the showrunner and the, the co-EPs and actually all the writers, because yes. they are the next ones. Yes. Right? Right. Everybody should read your shit and go, oh. Craig is dope. Yes. You know what I mean? We need to make some changes, but, but I know if I need somebody to do my pass next week, I'm yes. going to have them take a look. There we go. That's how you need to be thinking. There's, there we go. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, you guys are making films. Yes. <laughs> I got circling back, circling yeah, back. Yeah. Um, you guys are making films. Wow, I still can't believe how many of them you did. That's crazy. It's, it's way too many. I'm thinking my little 30, but I mean, mine, some of mine were feature <laughs> films and pilots. Yeah. Um, um, so I did progress, um, but I only, yeah, 30, 32, 33, something like that. And so the funny thing is you, oh, this is where I'm going. So you and I probably around the same age-ish, I yeah, think. I'm 56. Okay. And, you know, we vampires. Yes, we are. <laughs> and so it'd be confident in that. Because wisdom is a good thing in a room. You know what I mean? You guys have kids? We have one. Okay. 18-year-old, yes. But see, all that stuff is an advantage to you in rooms. Yes. So never be afraid of it. Um, Especially because your strength coming from that background, you know, making all those films, now being a a filmmaker for commercials and all that stuff, it's all going to help. So that when 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 you start getting, if you haven't already been getting meetings for showrunner stuff, if you're trying to get been. staff, yeah, you got to sell that part of you too. Yes, you got to be like, look, I know I'm not, you know, one of the the EPs or anything like that, but if you guys happen to need somebody for post, dude, I'm happy to step in. Yes, if you happy, you know what I mean. Just remind them, I have a superpower here yeah. you may not be aware of, because what happens is, Craig, you get on a show, 
and you may know this. I'm just talking to the audience. No, too. it's all good. Yeah, <clears throat> you get on a show, and let's say you're on episode eh, one hundred four, one hundred five. Usually around then, on most shows, it used to be that you already started production. Nowadays, they like you know you already wrote damn there all the episodes yeah. pretty much. Yeah, and now you guys are in production. And that's why only the EPs go to direct the episodes right. or to uh, to produce the episodes and to fix any scripts and whatever. Right. Because you guys wrote them six months ago. Right. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Yeah. For example. Yeah. But, um, so, in, in let's talk about what usually happens. So, in a normal scenario, you guys are in the room for your 20-something weeks, let's just say. 10 weeks in, production might start 10, 12, 15 weeks in. Right. So during that, what happens is all those scripts are finally starting to be written. So people are turning in their outlines, they're turning in their story areas, they're telling, turning in their, their their scripts slowly, and then they're going through a process where you've written you've written your script, co-EP has read it, they've done their pass, showrunners read it, they've done their pass, it's gone to the studio, it's gone to the network. It's a process, right? 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 So we're talking weeks go by sometimes, right? So eventually, like if you go off to write episode 107 and I did 105, I was gone last week and I'm back. When I'm back, you're gone. Right. Right. This right. is in a room, by the right. way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what happens is eventually that room that had 12 of us is now four. Right. Right. And maybe two of the assistants or something like that. So the showrunner is busy because now they got to go to Toronto to produce. So they're hardly there. Right. You know, number two is running the room now. Right. Right. So little things like that start to happen. So the dynamic becomes a little bit different. Right. Right. So you got to be at a place where you are ready to help in any way that you can to help that process move faster. So this is when things start happening where one of Four got blown up, so it messed up 105. Is yep. messing up 106. You know what I mean? All those things start happening, so it just affects the whole thing. So everything gets messed up. Yeah, you know, and bl- blown up is what they say. So now we got to start all over again, or you know, we lost that location, or we lost that actor. Like so many things happen, exactly. you know, on the set that you just have to be ready to pivot for. Yeah, and yeah. and and be and be adjusting for, and just know that. When most of those people are gone, that's your chance to shine. Yes. It's actually a smaller room. You get a lot more work done. Yeah. Believe yeah, it or not. It's, yeah. it's, it's harder when you're just sitting there and there's 12 people around a room and everybody's talking and stuff. I like it when they split the room up. Yeah. And it's like, you know, four people here and four people there, for example. Now you get more work done because now your voice is stronger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have to speak. Yeah. You have to, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I've heard you talking on the show about, you know, what's your superpower and what mm-hmm. are you bringing to the table? And, and I've learned that that is my superpower, which is 20 years of production experience, right. which is, you know, being able to handle, put out fires. And also talk to <clears throat> actors, talk right. them off the ledge, talk to them into onto the set, right. um, getting the right food, um, which is like <laughs> crucial. Get the food right. Exactly. Um, so when I, you know, I've had you know a couple of showrunner meetings, and and it hasn't happened yet, but for mm-hmm. a whole bunch of other reasons. Sure. Um, but I always feel good coming out of it because I show up for myself right. and I say, "This is what I can do. This is what I'm I'm offer. This is what mm-hmm. I love to do. Um, this is what I'm going to bring to the room." Let me ask you this. This might be the next step. When when you're talking about the type of writer you are, what do you what do you what do you generally say? I I generally say I am um um 
All right, see, I'm going blank. I'm pitching myself. Right well, now. I'll tell you mine. Maybe okay. I'll help you tell yeah, yours. Yeah. So after I've told him my whole, you know, growing up in the punk rock scene and, yes. and the Dangerous yeah. Minds and all that shit, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm the outsider. Right. I'm telling you, I'm the underdog. Right. I'm telling you, yeah. I'm the black gay kid from, you know, right. except yeah. the movie Dope, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? In that type of a neighborhood, right? Yeah. So I tell you all that. So when I start talking about the type of things I write, I said, so that's why today. I write underdog stories yeah. in the murder, death, kill world. Yeah. Right? So if I'm writing something historical, if I'm writing something today, if I'm writing, you know, something sci-fi or whatever, yeah. it's always from the underdog's point of view. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but you've heard my story. Right. So you see why. Right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. So <laughs> uh, uh, I, I definitely write the grounded black family experience sure. because that's who I am um, as a dad, as mm-hmm. a husband. Um, as a person who had a stepfather and parents who were married for over 45 years. Wow. I love telling stories of how we're funny, how we're awful, how we're truthful, right. how we want things, how we are the American family. And you, so, are you a comedy writer mainly? Or what I'm a dramedy writer. Okay. Yeah, so it's um, it's a lot about we where we are unique, but also how we are all giftedly the same. Right. And... Um, and when you come to me, or the you know the things that come to me as a writer are always like the family stuff. Okay. Um, and you know, family <clears throat> stuff doesn't necessarily mean husband, wife, child. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what does that family unit look like? What is the family unit that we're talking about? So it can consist of many different things. Okay. So when I hear that, what I hear is on your next meeting. When you you assuming you've had the chance to read the script, yes. sometimes you don't. Yeah, most of the time you do. Let's assume you've read the script. There's a character you connect to, and maybe there's a plot you connect to. Yes, <clears throat> lean on it. Yes. So, for example, let's just spitball here. Yeah, yeah. Like I would say, they was like, "Oh, did you get a chance to read? You know, such and such script? Oh man, I fucking loved it." Yes. I love how you do this thing with family. Yes. My thing is blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I really related to, you know, Anthony's character because my brother was like such and such and such. Yes. Like you got to really relate it to you as much as you can. Yes. The more you do, the more the showrunner is going, oh, he's got more stories. Yes. Oh, yeah. He would be great with this because, oh, he could write Anthony's character. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because he understands blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. So, you gotta maybe you gotta lean in a little bit more on your superpower without yes. saying it's my superpower. Yeah, absolutely. You see what I mean? Yeah, that might help. Just try it on the next yeah, one. Yeah, that you're well, blessed one to of get. the the shows that I got to the showrunner that I that I got to meet, they were going into the third season. Okay, so there's like two seasons of stuff for me to watch. So what I'm seeing is like there's one black male character, right? right? So that's that. But I'm also seeing like there's a couple with a small child. Yeah, right. Definitely, so, definitely sell that. So that is where right. I lean into. So I'm telling stories about you know my seven year old who uh, you know thought he was funny peeing in cups <laughs> in the third grade, and mm-hmm. how I got called to the principal's office because my son was storing pee under his desk from all <laughs> of his friends. Pee. Yes, they just thought that was fucking hilarious, right? And so, and I'm telling stories of also. You know, him being a kid who had seizures mm. and what that did to you as a dad, mm-hmm. um, you know, having a sick <clears throat> child and what that did to our lifestyle and, and how we had to be really diligent. Because That's good. And so it's just, you know, so it's it's definitely, you know, it's that kind of thing right. that I can pull from, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a script or whether it's um, 
something that's already on the air. I'm looking for those things that I relate to yeah. that I think are going to be my superpower. I would, I would, I, I would add stuff like, I've told this story about my son Ping, for example. Yeah. And I would be like, now Anthony has a son, right, named such and such. Yeah. Can you imagine if he did shit like that? Right. Like, exactly. I would put yeah. it in their head so yeah. they start seeing stories. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. That's how you, you, you're telling them, I've already been thinking. Yeah. I'm already coming with all these pitches ready. Oh, that's a good point. You know Thank what I mean? That. Yeah. So just, just be thinking about that. Like, next time is like, Okay, I'm not only selling me. I'm also talking about the uh, characters. Your show, yes. You know what I mean. So you, that's why I always say try to find one or two of them that you connect to, yeah. and tell a personal story of yourself, right? And go imagine if they did that, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I, mean? I love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So is that your thing? You you wanna you wanna get on staff? You yes. Wanna... That's the thing. Okay. And that's the thing that I you know when we were talking earlier. About, is that why you're you know, out here right now? Um, yes and no. Um, out here, well, I'm doing some other things because I'm still a filmmaker and mm -hmm. still doing those other things. And um, um, <clears throat> but um, it was the thing we were talking about, like managers and reps earlier. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that they were terrible reps; they just weren't right for me because I couldn't say what I, what it is I wanted. Mm. And when I got clear about what I wanted, I said, you know, one day I said, okay, this is it. I want to be a TV writer. Because yeah. up until then, I had been living sort of the Sundance dream or mm -hmm. the Tribeca dream or whatever of the yeah. big feature film, you know, the my Wakanda. Um, <laughs> and and when I really sort of honed in, it was like my Well, you voice. got used to being your own boss. Yeah, too, and that you know? too. Yeah, right? I understand that. Trust yeah, me. right? <laughs> so, um, so when I said I want to be a TV writer and I got clear about that, I looked at who was representing me and they couldn't do that. Because I, you know, I, I had the chance through Clubhouse uh, to meet Glenn Mazzara, right? Okay. You know, and... Big bro, Glenn. Yeah. So, and he was really awesome. And, um, you know, a friend of a friend connected us. And within, like, five minutes, I had his email address because he's really open to mm -hmm. sort of meeting with people. And um, we had a Zoom call. He's like, I'm not going to read your script. I just want to be clear about that. It's <laughs> right. like, all right, I get it. But he, I just started telling him about myself. Mm -hmm. And then he helped me sort of form. Because he's from New York. So I'm yeah, sure he's from that. New York. Right, exactly. Yeah. But it was then that it got really clear. It's like, well, it sounds like you want to be a TV writer. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'll be a TV. So once I got clear about that, and then, you know, talking to Rashidi mm -hmm. um, and talking to whoever, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, this is what I want to do. How are we going to do that? Right. And so I got rid of the people who weren't able to do that because he said, test them, yep. which is um, get a list of people you want to work with, um, see if they can set up that meeting, mm -hmm. but then they should also have their own list now that you're clear. Fact. And in a couple of weeks, the person that I was working with at the time, she came back to me. Well, I finally reached out to her because she wasn't responding to me. <laughs> and I said, well, how's it going with the list? Well, I couldn't really connect you with anybody. He's like, okay. Who's on your list? And she didn't have anybody. Mm. And that's when I said, okay, this is not working out. I'm going to move on. And then a week later, I got into the Warner Media TV Writers Program. Mm. So it's like you got to let go of shit in order yeah. to, to sort of make room yeah. for the yeah. right people in your that, life. That's a real thing. Um, and I tell people all the time, the, the problem is you're better off in, in L.A., in Hollywood yeah. in particular – it sounds better to have some agent, manager, yes. lawyer, somebody yeah. than it does to say I don't have anybody. Right. You yeah. know, it's yeah. like it's like oh I'm SAG, oh I'm WGA. Like what all those all those things give you a stamp. You know what I mean? That right. stamp of approval that somebody else approved you. Right. Right. Yeah. So without it, it's like is it worth letting them go before you even have somebody? 
Mm-hmm. Now, some people are willing to take the risk. They were like, you know what? I'd rather just be be on my own than to not whatever. And that's I did that for years. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was like, I'm still yeah. making a living. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. They don't hinder me. Right. And then boom, UTA called me out the blue, and that's what happens. Yes. People search for you when they hear about you. Absolutely. They do have their ear to the ground. Yes. But they're making sure that you can make them money. That's the only reason that why they part. haven't called you yet. Yes. Right? It's sort of speak. Yes. Is it's not that they don't know who you are yet, because people people have to look and search for us and go to film festivals and who's the next person. They have to make that. a living. They have to. But they want to make sure that the person can make them money. Yes. That's the only thing. They might be like, Yeah, they're still they're good, but you know, they still haven't quite crossed that line of of whatever it is they're looking for. Right. Yeah. You know, they're still they're too indie for me. Yes. I need somebody who's Who's the next Issa? Yeah, I need somebody who's the next, you know, Justin Simeon. Whatever the thing is, that they're looking for people who are going to make them money. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and the part of my you know journey has been then because I was an indie New York filmmaker, I had to learn the business. Yeah, I had to learn what it takes to be a TV writer. Right. What did I need? How do I need to present myself? How do I pitch myself? How do I do this? How do I do <clears> that? <throat> and that's an important part. You know, I just can't show up with a script because nobody wants to read shit. Right. Right. And it's about presentation. It's about being able to stand in your power as who, this is who I am. Right. And so the journey became for me is like figuring out who I am. Um, and and one of the things that really helped was was Clubhouse in a weird kind of way, which mm-hmm. is pitching yourself every time you go into a room. <laughs> right. But, you know, we get really shy about that. We get really shy about saying I'm Craig and I'm a, this kind of writer and yeah. I'm that and I do that. We get really shy. And I had to just forget that shit yeah. and really kind of step up and claim who I am and not feel like I'm being a show off or, mm-hmm. you know, all this. It's a fine line. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah, it really yeah. is. So you got to sort of, you know, got to have, you know, got to white boy, big dick energy. <laughs> <laughs> Even though that's Nazi moron. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> And you got to do that. I know a couple. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) You can't say that to a gay guy. (laughs) Um, Shut up, audience. Oh, my God. You're making me joke. All right. So so once I sort of got over that hump Mm -hmm. of being able to just kind of, this is is who I am. This is what I do. And then mentoring really helped. So being a mentor and... Um, um, I'm a mentor for Start With Eight, which is, you know, Cheryl's, Cheryl Bedford's um, Women of Color Unite organization. Mm-hmm. And then I also started, <laughs> excuse me, I also <clears throat> have a Facebook group, um, uh, Black Screenwriters, that has over 20,000 mm-hmm. um, uh, members in it. Now, there aren't 20,000 Black Can Screenwriters. Can we just promote on that thing? Promote what? Like, I would actually blast the show on there every week, but Absolutely. I, I didn't know I could. That's no, why I you don't. should. Okay, I'll start doing it. Absolutely, yeah, you should. No, absolutely. Because I feel bad because I'm not really on Facebook as yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. But, but I would definitely do that and add that to... Here's the space that I created. That's I created the space that you and me didn't have growing up, right. which is a place of information and collaboration and fellowship, right? right? I'm not there to argue about t- Tyler Perry. <laughs> I really am not. You be shutting it down too. I shut I've it seen down that a couple with a times. quickness. Yes. It's like yes. no, no, no. That's not <laughs> why we're here. Tyler Perry has an island. Yes. What the fuck do you have? Correct. So what good yes. is it going to spend three days and a thousand comments about? I don't like him. He doesn't. I love him. I don't care. What is your work? Facts. So create a space where you can share your work, share who you are, create community. Yep. I'm there to celebrate. 
black screenwriters like you do here like the rent mm-hmm. room has been doing it's like we need that space to lift each other up right. and anything else is bullshit and i don't have time for it <laughs> so don't post about you i saw even like very simple things like oh i saw this movie on netflix and i really love it i shut it down because Ooh. immediately oh, somebody will jump in yeah, and sure. say i hated it and i don't like that it's like do you know that that writer might be in this space it can be. and now you're shooting yourself in the foot right. and i know a lot of working writers who are just like in the cut they are not they they come in every once in a while mm-hmm. they and then people because they're not paying attention <laughs> don't even know who that writer is Fact. so you will come in you'll you're, you're, you'll say something mm-hmm. and they won't know who the fuck you are mm-hmm. right and then the big i don't know who that is <laughs> right so and it's like, imdb yeah. google me bitch. right exactly <laughs> and people don't take the time to exactly. do that right yeah and i I'm, I'm hoping that in the space that I create that we create that you look and see who's there right. and see how you can create relationships. And that was the great thing about Clubhouse. I keep going back to that, but I'd be in a room on Clubhouse with 30 or 40 people and 10 of them would be showrunners mm-hmm. because I took the time to look it up. Right. And I come into a room and they say, your guest is, I know that, I know that dude. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that dude from, oh my God, the rent room. Oh my God, he's a producer and a writer in Hollywood. I know that, right? Mm-hmm. So it is about having an awareness that you need to know more that you can't just keep showing up with the one script that you wrote. Agreed. You need to build a life and a community and have relationships mm-hmm. because that's what got me here. That's what got me to you. I just wanted to have coffee with you. And you're like, <laughs> hey, man, come to the rent. And you didn't even say come to the rent room. He's like, I'm putting you on the mic. It's like, wait, wait, wait. Well, you walked in the door. I like, yeah, he's like, hey, sit shoot. down, brother, sit down. <laughs> and action. Um, but that comes out of a relationship, right? Yeah. That comes out of, you know, you listening to me and me mm-hmm. listening to you. You're dropping game. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, and, and that's what it is. So now mm-hmm. I have another relationship and another relationship. Yeah. And that's how I've been able to really get showrunner meetings is not necessarily from the program I'm in or this. It is from the relationships yep. that I have. The Being in the program helped. It mm-hmm. lifted my, you know, it lifted my visibility. Sure. Um, you know, I'm able Validated to say you. it yeah. did. I'm Craig Warner Media mm-hmm. Williams. Yeah. That, <laughs> the hot sauce, I put that shit on everything. Hey, why not? So, <laughs> but it's that kind of thing and how you have to take advantage of mm-hmm. that and not feel like, oh, I don't, I'm making yourself small and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. I realized that that wasn't serving me. I guess so. one, of, one of the things, I, I liked Clubhouse too. I like just popping in. But I prefer, for me, one of the one of the things that kept me on not being on as much. I really hate being in a room and it's thirty of us on the fucking stage or whatever. Yes, yes. It, dri- it drives me. But I'm yeah. like, why am I here if I speak like once every two hours or something? Right. Yes. Like I yes, just yeah. That got I have more things to give. Yes. Yeah. Than to be sitting there yeah. listening to a bunch of people and some people are people you don't know and I'm just like, I mean, it doesn't mean people can't give you game. Right. You know what I mean? Right. As long as you give in game, I don't care if I've never heard of you before in my right. entire life. There is lots of wise people. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 everybody's experiences are different. You know? Yeah. So if I, I can get game from anybody, but I just can't for me, it's hard for me to just sit on there when I could be working. Yes. And an hour and a half goes by. I haven't spoke. I haven't spoken. I'm like, eh. Don't even know what they're yeah. talking about. It served its purpose for the time yeah. that it was, you know. You're still on there? You you done with it? No, not too much. I have a have a a screenwriter's truth room that Mm -hmm. we were doing every couple of weeks, but we just kind of 
it just kind of faded away. Okay. Um, me and a couple of writers that I met on there, like really cool guys, you know, Paul Gio oh, and, yeah, yeah, and Bart yeah. Baker. So, um, um, because, you know, of all I the, think I came into one of those. Yeah, you did. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So it was, you know, it was that because mm-hmm. we felt like we wanted to kind of continue the service of what the truth of being a screenwriter is, right. you know, to combat all the other bullshit that's out there. But, you know, you can't. Um, you can't just keep showing up and even though you try your heart is in it it's like I ain't got time for this Thanks. if you come find me then I will tell you the truth <laughs> um, but I'm not going to keep showing up here and trying <clears throat> to combat the stupidness because also y'all got to do your own work yeah uh, a lot of people know I say it on my show a lot I have a couple of pet peeves yeah one of them is I've heard them yes <laughs> how do I <laughs> become if a screenwriter you, yes if you start with how do I <laughs> You're wasting your time talking yeah. to me. And and had you had said this 15 years ago, I probably wouldn't have felt the same. Right. But today, today yeah. with Clubhouse, yeah. with Facebook, with, you know, the internet and fucking YouTube yeah. uh, University, there's no reason when you can punch in in Google yes. how to write a screenplay. Yes. How to get an agent. What software should I use? All of that. There's yes. not any question you have. Yes. Somebody would go, Craig would be like, step one, how to make a short film. (laughs) (laughs) My little pet peeve about that, you know, and and not to make this a pet peeve hour, but it's talking to a filmmaker. It's like, you know, I don't know how to do, and I don't know. Okay. I've been talking to you for three minutes and I've heard, I don't know seven times. You do know. Mm -hmm. Number one, you do know. And if you don't know, well, first of all, stop saying that (laughs) because you have the capacity to find out. Right. Right, you're sitting here with me, so stop telling me about what you don't know. Right, I don't know a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Right, I don't know everything. I know a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, but I don't know everything. Right. Stop living in the negative of I don't know. What do you want to learn? Where do you need to go? Right. If you ask me, where do I need to? That's, that's different. different, right? Yeah, yeah. And and uh, you've probably probably heard me say, I want you to say. So here's what I've done. Yes, yes. What do you think about that? Yes. And what else should I do? Yes. That's different. That's different. Than going, yes. how do I, right? Yes. That's saying I want you to give me the shortcut. Yes. Right? That's not doing any of the work whatsoever. Yeah. Perfect example. One of my one of my nieces is this gorgeous, tall, thin, beautiful. She could be a model in her sleep. Yes. Right? But when she was younger, she thought uncle was just going to hook her up. Mm. And I would say there are some agencies in San Francisco Look into them. Yes. You ain't going to hook me up? No. 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 I need to see that you're going to go out there and do the work and go to the auditions and go to the callbacks and get your, your one sheets and your, your yes. you know what I mean? Yes. All your stuff that you have to get. I need to see you doing that. Yeah. You do that, then I'm going to start going, okay, I know the agent over at Stars Agency. Yes. So I'll call and I'll be like, yo, my, my niece is dope. Yes. But you got to do that part. You got to see if you even want to do this. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, but me just giving you some shit ain't going to do nothing for you. Yeah, and, and it's somebody asking you to put yourself on the line. Yeah. Put your relationships on the line. When if they I'm not going to do that with up. my niece, do you think I'm going to do it with you? Exactly. <laughs> you exactly. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and that's a lot of the mindset that you're, you're, we're running into, which is um, I, haven't, I haven't really thought about what it is I want to do. Can you help me think about it, what I want to do? It's like, no. Mm. I don't have time for that. No. What do you, how are you meeting me where you are? What have you done? What are you working on? Right. What have you built? I don't care. I don't care if it's shit. Of course it's shit. I made a lot of shit. 
<laughs> tons of it. You want me to show you some of these terrible movies that I made? They're sitting in a drawer in my apartment. They're awful. But I made it, right? Mm-hmm. And so that I could say, okay. You had to get them out. I had to get them out, yeah. right? It's like, and I could show somebody and say, okay, how can I fix this? Mm-hmm. How can I do better next time? Yes. I made this and I wanted to tell this story. Is it successful? Right. So if somebody sends me a nine-minute short, I'll watch it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But if somebody sends me a question about, hey, I got this idea. Okay, you got an idea. My Everybody in their grandmother has an idea. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Yep. I don't care about your ideas. <laughs> What's the execution? What have you done about it? Yeah. What did you write down? Yeah. What did you produce? What did you shoot on your iPhone? Oh, I was... I'm done. Okay, let's talk about that real quick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I have had so many people, like, you know, I'm on a lot of panels. Yes. And people will come up and be like, oh, you know, I really want to shoot something. But, you know, I got this great idea. Mm. Maybe you could produce it with me. And I'll turn them and I'll go, um, you sitting here with your friend right now. And yes. she got her phone. And she's always taking selfies. Yes. I bet I say I say it just like this too. I'll be like, I bet that bitch is good with the camera. Yes. <laughs> That's what I would be doing. I was yes. like, who in your circle is yes. good with the camera? Yes. Right? Yes. I, I have people coming here. You just see me. Sometimes I'll just take a photo. Yes. And sometimes I have like 20 angles on a photo. Right. Because sometimes different people show up. Right. You know, because I let people come and watch. Right. And they're good with the camera. Yes. I'm just like, click. <laughs> right? Oh, trust me. When we on a set, yes. I know a great angle. Right. But when we just take a photo, I'm like, yeah, click, 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 click. Yes. Right. So I'm like, which one of your bitches, your friends, yes. right? I mean that in a nice way. Which one of your friends is dope with a camera? Right. Who can take that perfect angle where they always got the right light? That motherfucker, right, probably has a good eye. Yes. So Absolutely. your little short film, that's your DP right there. Right there. That's how you start. Yes. I bet they better than you think they are. Yes. Right? Right. They know how to set the damn set. They know exactly how to frame it. Yes. Trust me. They have a good eye. They have a good eye. Start there. That's it. You know, you know what I mean? The problem is they're like, the whole world is going to see it and it ain't going to be good enough. I'm like, you ain't even tried it yet. Just do a little something at yeah. home. Put it on YouTube. See how it goes. Don't get it perfect. You know? Get it done. No. Get it done. Yeah, that's it. Right? Yep. And and people just living in the fear, as we talked Facts. about earlier, of just getting shit done yep. because they want it to be the thing. And you have to get right with it's yep. not going to be the they thing. They all want it to be viral. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, instead of just trying to let me just see if I can do this, tell another story yep. and then <clears throat> live to tell another story. Yep. Think about yourself five years from now, ten years from now, twenty years from now. Yep. Don't think that that first thing you write is going to be the thing that's going to put you into the stratosphere. Yep. It's not. Yep. And you know, I don't mean to be mean about it. I know you're talented and lovely, and your mother loves you and all that <laughs> shit. But nobody cares, right? <laughs> nobody cares about your shitty story. Mm-hmm. And I know that because I made a whole lot of shitty stories, <laughs> and I nobody cared, right. right? Until I learned how to tell better stories. Mm-hmm. And that's just the journey of writing and creating and making mistakes and then going back and fixing it and finding better people to help you. Yeah. That is the journey. Yeah, completely. The other thing I was thinking about is, piggybacking off what you're talking about is, I. that's another person that bothers me. Mm. How many people, here's, here's an example. How many people? How many people do you know? Every time you talk to them, they got a new thing they're doing. Yeah, that bothers the shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. You're not focused. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. One of my best friends is is in the Bay Area. Every time I talk to him, he's like, "Man, I'm supposed to do this one thing. Do this gonna be a hit." Yeah. And I'm like, "Okay, cool. That's dope." I talk to him six months later. Yeah, man. I was I was thinking about this other thing, man. You know, I was thinking about acting. I'm like, 
What? Where the fuck Wait. did that come from? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to that story you was going? Yeah, what yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, like shit yeah. like that is too scattered. Yeah. Now, I'm not against you trying something and pivoting it, right? That's different. Right. Fact, every business, you and I, I started as an actor. Now I'm, you know, writing and producing. Right. That's a pivot. Right. Right? Yes. But I did the thing that led me to something. Right. You got to do the thing that leads you to something. Right. You can't just be like, oh, I'm, I started this thing. I don't know how to do it. Fuck it. I'm going to do this other thing. That person, I have no, no time for. No, you got to excuse no them time. from your life because yes. it, they're just, it's, 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 they're, they're in that circle of just being trapped yes. in perfectionism. Right. Like if it's not working out, then I'm just going to try and do something else. I'm going to try and do this. I'm going to try and do that. It's like, well, as our, as our friend, friend Gil Jackson says, do not try. <laughs> <laughs> Saw Gil a couple of nights ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, it's forget trying, right? right? You got to really finish something. You got to finish something so you know the, the satisfaction of I completed it. Like that script, like right. that short film, you got to finish it. He's taking pictures of me right now, and I'm <laughs> feeling all Hollywood right now. <laughs> I'm trying to get them right. I got that damn mic in the way. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, yeah, but people like that bother me. You yeah. Know? I'm a very focused. Yes. Um, I live in a pattern. Like, I do the same thing every day. Every single day. Yeah, what's like, that? It just, I, well, let me tell you what I did before I got my job. Okay. This is what happened, and I've said this on the show several times. So <clears throat> I used to get up usually eight thirty nine, right? Not late, not too 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 early, which is good for me. And then I'd you know feed the girls, do all that shit, make my protein shake, go to the gym. I'm usually here by let's say somewhere between eleven eleven thirty twelve at the latest. Right. And I'd write from twelve to six. Okay. Seven days a week. Wow. But here's what I did. So I get in here, set my alarm open my computer, and I have the script up that I'm writing now. To the right of it is the outline for the next thing I'm doing. Okay. And then Minimize is a project I wrote probably 10 years ago that I'm just giving a new twist on who I am now. Wow. Which is what I say, who you were even six months ago, you probably learned a couple tricks. Yes, absolutely. So you might have wrote something three years ago that you're talking to a uh, producer, and they're like, oh, I'm looking for a really cool comedy based on such and such. You're like, shit, I wrote something three years ago. It would probably fit but I need like two weeks to kind of polish it. I don't want to do that. Right. I want to be like, boom, here it is right here. Right. You know what I mean? So that's my, I'm always fixing something from way back. Wow. Okay. So what I do is I get here, I set my alarm 45 minutes. It goes off. I change the music. I work out for 10 minutes just to change my brain. It's like going for a walk. Yeah. Yeah. I change my brain. And then I'm like, oh, now I'm working on the outline for something that took place in the 80s. So I'm I'm only listening to funk. Yeah. Right. 45 minutes, the alarm goes off. 10 minutes, I work out, supersets, boom, boom, boom. And then something I worked on before might be from the 1800s. Wow. So now I'm like, okay, I'm listening to, you know, old, old time, you know, blues or something just to keep in that spirit or whatever. And so that alarm goes off, I go back to the top of the first one I was doing. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. So I'm doing three things at once. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Against most people's one. Yes. So people always ask me, how do I have so many scripts? That's why. Yes. That's one reason. The other reason is, is that I'm sure you have this too, where sometimes you'll have a version of a version. Yes, so absolutely. So you yes. might have a half hour version, an hour version, 
Or sometimes I'll say you might like, I'll change a city. And when you change a city, it changes, you know, it becomes a character name. Right, absolutely. So it changes things in the story. Yeah. The characters move a little bit differently. Like I always say, hip hop in the East and hip hop in the West, we all like this shit, yes. but it's still it's different. It's still different, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Just because I'm black don't mean I know what happened in fucking Queens. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? Right, And yeah. you don't know what happened in Compton. Right, exactly. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can't compare the two, but that nuance is where you shine. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So that's that's the things that I'm always trying to do is how can I add a different, oh, what if I came in from the little girl's point of view as opposed to the boy's point of view, now it's a different show. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially today, it's a lot more current if I followed the woman instead of the man. Right. It's a lot more current if I did, you know what I mean? So those are the type of things that I'm doing. I'm like, hmm. So, and I always tell writers, it's okay to do this. Yes. It could still be called the same fucking show. Right. You're the only one who knows who you're sending the scripts to. That's right. So there's nothing to be afraid yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's why I have so many because some of those are three versions of something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the And, you know, and, and I love that. So I love that you, you're treating, guess what, y'all? It's a job. So you got to yeah. show up for it every day, yeah. right? That's what you need to do. But I also love that the part <clears throat> about, you know, the different versions because the – as a sort of outsider coming in, you know, a lot of people read a particular pilot that I wrote, right? And so in my mind, you know, everybody's read it, but that's actually not true. There's a lot of people who have not read it, right? And I know friends who are telling me now, it's like, oh no, I've been using the same sample for seven years. I have like three different samples that I have used. One of them got me a big job with some big producers, I won't say online. That I, my, was that that first script I ever wrote. Yeah. Wow. Twenty years ago. Wow. See. But I I polished it. Yes. Over you the updated years. a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. You yes. took out the AOL. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky it's a historical project. But yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But that script got me probably three different writing jobs. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So your good sample is your good sample that will be timeless. Right, you may need to polish up references or little things yep. like that. But if it's working for you, which yep. is what I learned, don't be afraid. If somebody says, "Hey, can I read a sample?" That's what I'm sending them. Mm-hmm. I've stopped judging whether or not it's fresh or new, or if it's the new thing. I'm Whatever still doing is that. the best thing. Yes. And this is the thing that I've I've said on the show before too. And this this doesn't always work, so I want to be clear about this. Yeah. So a lot of times you'll get, let's say, you get a your showrunners meeting, right? The way it's supposed to come about, right, normally, your agent, your manager, your lawyer, or whoever, will be like, hey, I got you a meeting for, you know, with Ben, right. you know, for his new show. Right. They've already read it, so you get a meeting. Right. You do your Zoom or your meeting in person, whatever they do, right? And uh, what I usually do is go to my agents, my reps, I'll say this. Because you don't always know who they're submitting to. Right. So I'll say this. Do me a favor. If you know you're going to submit to a certain place and you feel like it's going to look like I'm probably going to get, you know, uh, uh, or I have a big chance of being considered at a place like that, I want to read the script. Okay. Which is why you should always ask your reps, send me the scripts for the season. Okay. Right? Yes. yes. Just so you, and the script's the type of stuff that you like. Yeah. Yeah. So that you can know, oh, okay, Amazon has this new, oh, AMC has this new whatever, right? Right. So that you've already read it. So what I do is go, hey, in case you get any meetings over at Amazon for those type of shows, submit my 
zombie script. Right. Right. Yes. Because they're doing such and such and such. Yes. Don't just submit the script that everybody reads because it's my great sample. Right. Because it may not work there. Right. Right. Yeah. So I'm always and the other thing that I do is I'm always like, what are the themes of the show? Right. Right. Because yes. that show might be about yes. fatherhood. Yes. And I'll be like, could you've heard Chris say, you know, he got on fucking Star Trek with a show that had. It was about coffee. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? But yeah. the themes of it talked about what they needed on Star right, Trek. Yes. So that's what I'm always looking for is don't just submit because it's an action show. I need to submit an action show. Right. Yeah. I'm like, what are they talking about? Right. Yeah. Like, oh, I might have a script that talks about, I might grab their attention. Right. Because they realize I'm talking about fatherhood. You know what I mean? In yeah. my story, I might relate to the showrunner with that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So that's where I'm going is I'm always trying to go, let me see what it is that they're doing so I can make sure I give you the right sample. Yes. Right? Yes. As opposed to, oh, they're, 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 it's an action show. No, don't just judge it by that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. What are they talking about? Yeah, yeah. And, I've, and I've heard you, you know, talk about, you know, writers sort of get the fear put in them about, you know, well, if you're a comedy writer, you should just be writing comedy. And it's not as simple as that. You know, sometimes a rep want to make it, reps want to make it that clear because they're doing a whole different thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they need to be able to sell you. They need to be able, and I get that. But, you know, I've heard you talked about this and I believe this too, which is your voice can go across many genres, right? You know why? Because you're talking about certain themes. Exactly. It'll come up every time. Every time. That's why I was telling you earlier, even though I have all these different scripts and stuff, it's, it's all the same theme. Yes. Yes. The world changes. Yes. Right. Yes. There's a reason I can write a sci-fi and a horror and a dram- dramatic thing from the 1800s or a biopic about a yes. disco singer, whatever, is because it's all about they're all the underdog. Yes. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? I'm not trying to write some new, you know, comedy from a different point of view. It's yeah. still from it's still, the same it's still from my the point themes. of view. Yes. You yes. see what I mean? Yeah. That's why. Yeah. And so that's you know when I go in when I used to go in and you know pitch on on assignments and stuff. That's what I'm selling. Yes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. What do you know about comedy? Well, let me tell you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not my specialty, but let me tell you why I know this story. Right. 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 I would come at it. I'd make it a little bit more grounded. Here's why. Yeah. Boom. You know what I mean? I know my power. Right. Whether you take it or not is up to you. Yeah. But I just told you seven different stories to tell you I could write this. Yeah. Would it be slapstick? No, because I don't do slapstick. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I right. mean? Yeah. It might be a... <laughs> Yeah, right, right. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll yeah. be that type of comedy. It'll yeah. be a much more grounded version of right. what you were thinking, but I could get it. You right. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. And so that they know who you are, and then it just makes it actually easier. Right. And then if they're like, no, I'm going to pass, it's fine. I'd rather because it would it. not have worked anyway. Correct. So, right. um, you know, sometimes these passes are, you know, blessings, you know, blessings in disguise, that bullshit um, <laughs> saying is. But you just got to be good with. All these jobs aren't for me. All these things aren't for me. I've got to be drawn to something that I'm going to be able to slay. I'm going to be able to kill because it's speaking to who I am as a black man, as a father, as a husband, as a this. And I want to get in there and do my best work. So I don't want to be put on something just because it's a job. We all need jobs, you know. And so the things that have come to me have been really specific to what it is I can do, what my skill set is, right. and then I'm not wasting my time because I, I do want it to be good. Right. And that goes to, you and I know a lot of people in the industry. You know, people can look you up and see your friends are people that people know too. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm saying that to say because, you know, I know a lot of showrunners because of my position at the Writers Guild, right? right? Yes. And so people always like, hey, how come you're not writing on that show? I see you guys are friends with blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't write Grey's Anatomy. 
Yeah. Have you looked at any of my scripts? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm a dark ass writer. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's not me. Yeah. Yes, I know the showrunner. Yes. But that's not me, right? right? So you got to know your lane. Yeah. See, what happens is a lot of writers are like, you know, going to, to showrunners with, 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 um, um, in genres and stories that they don't even write. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to look like a fucking fool yeah. showing up talking about, hey, you know, hook me up with I'd love to write on that show and you got a comedy and it's, you know, fucking, you know what I mean? Fucking Walking Dead or something. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. They're not going to see it. Yeah, yeah. Because they could be literal too. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly, so you, yeah. You gotta, you gotta, instead, you got to figure out the value of why my comedy would work yes. for that. You guys exactly. have a certain type of humor. This speaks to that yes, humor That's it. you guys are doing. That's There's it. a character who's similar to Daryl's character who yes. does blah, 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 blah. You right. know what I mean? That's what you're selling. And then you're filling a need on the show. Facts. That's value. Yes. Right? Yes. How do you bring value? We talk about it all the time on Clubhouse. Yes. You bring value yes. by your powers. Yes. Even then the scripts have powers. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because there's nothing like going to a meeting and the showrunner hasn't read your script yet. Yeah. That's Ooh. happened to me. Has it? Matter of really? fact, it happened to me this year before I got, you know, this job with Ben. I was I was on a showrunner meeting and I had prepared in my head, great. They read my uh Tulsa script, yeah. which gets me in any room. Right. 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 Even though it was a feature film. Sometimes you can submit feature yes, films. Absolutely. But it spoke to what was going on. And I get to the meeting and I had prepared how I was going to compare this character. This character. I was already in my head, yeah. ready to go. And he sat down and he went, oh, by the way, I haven't got a chance to read it yet, but I hear it's amazing. Oh, it's like, fuck my God. me. Wow. Yeah. So I had to pivot. Yeah. Without all that ammunition that I yeah. had. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So I just had to talk about his stories and how I do have somebody like that. Right, yeah. And how I understand that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I had to just adjust my head as opposed to giving him references, clear references that really stood out on the page. Yes. Because yes. I'm very visual. Yes. You know what I mean? That yeah. I was really hoping that he was going to read. And that, he's got no point that of doesn't always, he didn't read your That doesn't always happen. I mean, yeah. that sometimes they're scrambling. Yeah. You know, especially yeah. toward the end. You know, and I was going up for a, a much higher um, level writer on that show, and and um, based on the word that people were saying about my script and me, he was like, "Fine, I'll you know just bring him in." Yeah. As opposed to, well, let me read it too. He, <laughs> you know, wow, yeah, yeah. So, wow. but you know, the same thing happened with Chris when he got on one of his shows. The showrunner hadn't read his script either. You know, that happens a lot. You know, you'd be wow. surprised. Wow. Um, and a lot of times it happens because, and I know this even clearly now, because you, when you get these submissions, you fucking get 300 of them. Yeah, yeah. And the showrunner may read a couple toward the end, like here's our top 10 or whatever right, the fuck. Right, Um But even still, they still might just read a couple of pages. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just like, just to get, oh yeah, I could see they can get, yeah, yeah. yeah. They understand yeah. action. Oh, they understand you know, humor, whatever they're looking for. <clears throat> and so um, it could easily happen that a showrunner could, you know, they just read over our notes and went, oh, yeah, this person, you know, everybody gives them high recommendation and, you know, because we have to, you know, recommend past, you know, yeah, all this stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if everybody gives a high recommendation and it's got to go through several people to do that, then he's like, okay, bring them in. Yeah. You know, based on our word. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? And then you get there and you're like, oh, I haven't even read you yet. Everybody else says you're dope. Yeah. <laughs> you so, know what I mean? But then the meeting come, becomes about, you know, it comes about like you. person. Yes. Yeah. Do, can I spend, yeah. you know, 
40, 50 hours a week Facts. with this person. Right. Yeah. Which is what it's all about anyway. Anyway, yes. Because I got to tell you, I've been on meetings and we never even talked anything about my script. Yeah. All we did was talk about their script or who you are and yeah. all that shit and never got into their script. Yeah. Anything. I always circle back. Yeah. I always go, by the way, I just want to say before we leave, dude, your freaking script was dope. Yes. Yeah. And here's why. Yes. And I'll just give them a little piece just so they knew I was still passionate about right, it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. If we don't get a chance, I got to remind you, I did read your shit. Yeah. So I did my due diligence. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want them to know, <laughs> I just got this meeting yesterday and yeah. I still read it. I still got my work done. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, well, thank you, man. Thank you for hanging out with me. Of course. Super I'm, dope. I'm honored to, to be hanging out here in the, in the rant room. I came, to, I came all the way to the projects. I you know made what I'm it. saying? Yes, I'm here in the ghetto. <laughs> the ghetto. <laughs> 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 so, Craig, where you at? Where can people follow you? Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Uh, Redwall Pro, R-E-D-W-A-L-L-P-R-O. Uh, Redwall Pro on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, look up my Black Screenwriters Facebook group. What's um, it? Black, that's what Black it's called? Screenwriters, yes. Black Screenwriters, so, okay. And you do have to be black. <laughs> um, <laughs> Is it just Black Screenwriters Facebook page? Yeah, it's Black Screenwriters, yeah. Just okay, got it, got it, got Yeah, Black yeah. Screenwriters. Um, mm. And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much where you can find me. Okay. And, you know, let's connect. Awesome. Well, thank you, man. Thank you, Hilliard. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter. I say Twitter like I'm cool, by the way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> At Hilliard Guest everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, even Clubhouse, which I haven't been on in almost a year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shit like that. Um, and uh, please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, whatever you guys listen to. We're all over the world. <clears throat> please give us a five-star review. We need that for the metrics. Please go on screenwritersrr.com. Please go on there. We have a Patreon page. We have T-shirts. We have... I think we have mugs and hats and shit. I'm not sure. I haven't been on in a while, but look at that. Um, so thank you to all the people who've been out there buying that stuff. We appreciate you guys. And um, like I said, donating to the Patreon. That's really helpful. And um, Chris should be back soon. So, and everybody, this is going to drop on Monday. Cool. So um, I hope everybody have an amazing Thanksgiving. Shit like that. I keep saying shit like that. Like, yeah, I'm cool. Do, yeah. Shit like that. Shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching those uh, those those battle rappers. Oh, yeah, yeah, and somebody yeah. somebody will say yeah. some bar and they go, shit like that. Shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Joining with me for 2022. Matter of fact, joining with me for Wakanda forever, God damn it. Let's yes, do that. Yes. Let's do that. All right. Here we go. Uh, you guys know how we do it on the rant room. On the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, Craig? Wakanda forever. forever. Peace, y'all. Out. Yeah, man, I got something to get off my chest. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the rare one. Tongues won't be bitten. Ain't no rules. Just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. Any topic, even the random yeah, I hope that you're ready, we entering in the zone soon We on a grown shit, welcome to the rap room, room. Uh.